asking. It's like being asked to paint a sunset every single night. And you paint it, and the sunset's all nice, and you spend all this time on it. The next day, it's a little bit different, and you paint it again. But at the end of the day, you do that for three years, you're still painting the exact same sunset. Every time is a little bit different, but it's the same thing. I've spent the last two years learning from the best social media entrepreneurs out there and implementing the skills and ideas they have taught me in order to grow two successful social media businesses. After some time though, I realized that social media was only part of the story. As I expanded my network, I kept finding young entrepreneurs with multi-million or even billion dollar businesses that weren't doing anything on social media. Instead of building their personal brand and selling courses, these entrepreneurs were solving massive market needs by creating the next Airbnb or Uber. But the real question is, as a young entrepreneur, which of these options is best for us? Social media influencer or startup founder? That's where this podcast comes in. With a mix of interviews with people from both sides of the aisle, you can see what appeals to you and how you can take the steps to start and grow your business immediately. Join me and follow along as I sit down with some of the top social media influencers and startup founders in the world to ask the most important questions and extract the information you need without the fluff you don't. My name is Apple Kreider and welcome to Young Smart Money. What is going on? Guys, I am so excited to bring you this episode today. There are really a few people who, since I started my podcast, I've wanted to have on. And honestly, I've gotten most of those people on the show. Now, that list obviously evolves over time. But those initial five to 10 people that I really wanted to interview on Young Smart Money have been interviewed on Young Smart Money, barring this one person. So uh, you guys obviously already saw the title of this podcast. So you know who we're sitting down with. You know it is Graham Stephan. And if you guys don't know who Graham Stephan is, uh, one, you must be living under a rock because this dude is absolutely blowing up the uh, personal finance space on YouTube, okay? He has over a million subscribers, which for the personal finance niche is really uh, unheard of, to be honest with you. I I think he uh, is definitely one of the first people in the personal finance niche to cross that benchmark on YouTube. And I mean, it's for good reason. This dude's been putting out really high quality content on YouTube for over two years, potentially over three as well. And he's someone who I've looked up to for a long time. Uh, This dude is one of the first guys that I started watching when I I started diving into the personal finance space on YouTube. It was really Graham Stephan and The Financial Diet. And we interviewed Chelsea from The Financial Diet honestly, over a year ago at this point. So it's super cool to have uh, both of those people on the show. And so I've been trying to get in touch and I've been meaning to get in touch with Graham for a long time. And obviously this dude is pretty busy. Okay. He's putting out three high quality uploads on YouTube every single week. Um, And when I say high quality, I mean like production value on point. I mean like research done on point. So this guy, uh, he's got a lot on his plate. He's also a real estate agent, which uh, takes up a fair bit of his time as well. He's also a real estate investor. So this dude's got a lot of stuff going on. So um, I was really happy that I was able to to squeeze onto his schedule. We met up at FinCon, which if you guys don't know, uh, one of my favorite events of all time. Went there for the first time last year as an attendee. Came back this year to speak about podcasting and how to grow a podcast. So it's really, it's really meaningful event for me. Graham was there this year. So we got to link up. We got to sit down and record this interview, which I'm extremely excited to share with you guys. And as someone who's been consuming Graham's content for a long time, I, I know a fair bit about this guy, so I didn't just want this to be sort of like the the Graham Stephan, like 
FAQ session where, where you just get to hear all the things that you already know about this guy. Because again, like I said, I've been consuming this dude's content for a while. I know a fair bit about him. So I wanted to dig a layer deeper. And there are some questions that I have really wanted to personally ask Graham for a long time. So I kind of took this interview as an opportunity to ask him some of the questions that I wanted answers to. Because as someone who who did know like all the FAQs, I didn't just want this to be a, an FAQ session of like, Graham, what is house hacking? Graham, how do you grow a YouTube channel? Like that's not what I wanted this to be because I wanted it to be a lot more valuable and a lot more specific to, to Graham in particular. So uh, some, some of the topics that we're gonna be touching on, uh, one is frugality because Graham takes frugality to, to a level beyond where most people do, okay? As someone who is making multiple six figures per month, you might assume this dude's like balling out of control but throughout the interview, we're actually going to get into what he spends his money on, what he enjoys spending money on, because that was something that I was really curious about. I mean, this guy uh, makes YouTube videos talking about how he spends um, only a couple thousand dollars per month when he's making multiple six figures per month. So I wanted to sort of dig a bit deeper and understand like, what are, what are those things that Graham actually enjoys spending money on? What are the things that he will splurge on once in a while? Uh, so, so that was something that was really of interest to me. We're also gonna be talking about why he got started as a real estate agent. Um, basically the day he turned 18, he went out and got his license. So I wanted to dig a bit deeper into that and, and whether that was a good option for other young people as well. And then we're also gonna be talking a bit about work ethic because Graham made a really interesting comment uh, during his session at the event that I wanted to dig a bit deeper into when it comes to work ethic because obviously this dude's got to have a pretty strong work ethic to be consistently putting out three high quality uploads on YouTube to be um, still still acting as a real estate agent and to be investing in multiple properties. I mean, he's got a lot on his plate, so he's got to have that that work ethic on point. And then we're just going to be talking about where he, he sees himself, his channel, and really everything that he's doing going over the next like five to 10 years. I'm really curious, or I was really curious to dive a bit deeper into this and see what his plans were for the near and, and sort of uh, midterm future. So without further ado, I'm super stoked to dive into this episode. I know you guys are going to get a ton of value value out of this. And if you guys don't know who Graham is already, would highly recommend checking out some of his YouTube videos. Again, um, I, I basically watched all of them. They're extremely, extremely high quality. And um, if you're interested at all in the world of personal finance, building credit, real estate, like he is, is the one-stop shop to go on YouTube. So without further ado, super stoked for this. Um, and I'd like to welcome Graham Stefan on to Young Smart Money. All right, Graham, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? Good, man. How are you? I am doing pretty well. Stoked to have you here. Stoked to be at FinCon. So uh, for our listeners that aren't familiar with you and uh, what you do, give us a quick like 60-second snapshot of sorry, to where you're at in time right now. We're going to flash back a little bit, but like, what are you doing right now? Yeah, so right now I mostly do YouTube and uh, real estate investing. I'm also a real estate agent, and that's something I've been doing since 2008 full-time. I started investing in real estate in 2011. And then really 2017, I started making YouTube videos about my experiences investing in real estate and just investing in general. And uh, and now that's kind of turned into something much bigger than I ever thought it would be. Um, so that's really where, I, where I'm uh, at right now. Cool, sweet. And what I really want to dive into uh, in the time that we have is uh, really three different things. So first I want to hit on like the frugality aspect because I know you're somebody who really takes control of like where their money goes and is very cognizant of like what you're spending money on even at the level that you've made it to now where you do have a pretty significant income coming in. 
um, and then we're gonna dive more into the real estate side and then we're gonna sort of finish off with uh, what's what's up next for you so as far as frugality goes could you give our listeners uh, a quick sort of overview of of where your money does go I mean you don't need to go step by step into like each individual thing um, but I know you're somebody who who is very like I said cognizant of of your expenses yeah, I mean, I really don't spend money. If I don't have to spend money, I don't. Um, what I do for, for where I live is I do what's called house hacking. So I bought a duplex. I live in one side. I rent out the other. And between the rent on the other side, the equity I get, and the tax write-offs I get from owning the building, it's pretty much a free place for me to live. So that account is a wash. So that costs me nothing to live. Um, it's one of the biggest expenses people are going to have right there. Right, exactly. And, uh, and with the Tesla I bought... You know, I, I worked it out with all the tax write-offs and the credits and everything, and the equity and building of the car. It really cost about $78 a month, and oddly enough, that video that I made about the Tesla paid for the Tesla, so that, that's now a free car. Um, in, in terms of groceries, like, I, I, I just cook meals at home for the most part. If I go out, it's rare. It's, you know, happy hours and stuff like that, and splitting meals. It's, you know, I just, I really enjoy saving money. So overall, I mean, my expenses are about $1,500 a month. Uh, sometimes maybe as high as two if there's, you know, things I do and, you know, get. And But besides that, it's usually, I try to keep it about 1500 a month. And, and with like a six-figure income coming in every single month, I mean, that means you're putting away a, a very decent amount of money. I mean, where's that money going to go every month? Like, what do you... Um, I mean, the goal is just to use that money to buy a more real estate. So I'm just saving at this point and waiting to find the right deal. So whenever the right deal comes along, I'll buy something. And is that is that sort of like the vision long term of just like continuing to save as much as possible, invest into real estate? Is there like an end game in mind or is it kind of just like for now build up as much real estate in the portfolio as possible yeah there's no end game in mind i'm just i'm just trying to do this as long as i can and uh, eventually i mean i'd like the the rental income to replace the income i have now which is going to be ambitious but you know it's i just want to keep throwing it in real estate as long as the income comes in i will continue buying that's real and you're at six properties right now yeah six okay cool and that's You've been doing that over the last, like, investing in properties over, like, what, like, eight, eight years or eight so? Eight years, right, okay, cool, 2011. Cool. Sweet. Um, so is there anything, I'm curious, because uh, Ramit, who, who gave a keynote earlier, uh, he, he sort of talked about this idea of, like, the things people like spending money on, because everyone always talks about, like, oh, I hate spending money on, on this, or, like, it sucks that I have to spend, like, however many hundred dollars a month on insurance or whatever. Is there anything that you, like, genuinely enjoy spending money on? I'm just curious, given that your expenses are so low and you, you said that you don't like spending money, but, like, are there are there things? I know you mentioned in one of your videos, like, your gym membership is one of the places that you splurge a little bit, but is there anything that, like, really does bring you, like, true satisfaction or joy by spending money on it? I just don't like spending money at all. I hate spending <laughs> money, so what balances it out is really just the enjoyment of, from what I get from doing that. So, sure. so, so it stings. Every single time I spend money, it stings a little mm. bit, but sometimes the sting is not so bad <laughs> and it, it's outweighed by the benefit I get of, of getting something. I would say all-you-can-eat sushi is one of those things okay. where it stings a lot less just because the enjoyment of getting all-you-can-eat sushi is good. And I know I can get my values worth <laughs> from all-you-can-eat sushi. Otherwise, anything else I spend money on, I just I usually try to find a way to, to figure out how to monetize it and how to have it make me more money um you know like you even getting like the, the watch i got was something that i felt was would be a good long-term investment and uh, you know i'd find a way to, to make that pay for it so i'm, I'm never going to sell it but i'll find a way at least where i'm not going to lose any money on it sure is that something that you've always had like even as as a young kid i mean i know you got your real estate license at like what like 18 years old so right. were you always thinking about ways to be maximizing every dollar you spent was that something that you like grew up with a mentality that you learned from from maybe relatives or where did that come from do you think 
I I don't know where it came from. I've just always been like this, even since a kid. I would always I would always love just saving money and not spending it. And I loved as a kid, like saving up Christmases and birthday monies, and like eventually you'd have a hundred dollars, and like <laughs> I would just look at it. I'd be I'd be like counting like tens and fives and twenties, and be like, wow, a hundred dollars. What can I do with this? And try to get like two hundred dollars. So I loved saving. Huh? Do you ever has that ever like come back to bite you in the butt? As far as like. I don't know, like social interactions or just like like daily life? Yes and no. I mean, I definitely turned down a lot of experiences just because I didn't feel like spending the money. Hmm. Um, looking back, I mean, this, there's definitely some things I, sh- I could have done that wouldn't have made any difference whatsoever that I didn't do. Like, you know, going out to a $20 dinner. You sure, know? Like, yeah. It's not really going to make that big of a difference. Um, but, I mean, if you compound that $20 over the next 40 years, an 8% interest yeah. rate, there you go. Ask me at 60 <laughs> but, I mean, besides that, not really. I mean, there are some things, like, like uh, one was uh, not putting an air conditioning unit in my garage, and I wanted to mm. save a few thousand dollars by doing that. And now I'm just like, that was, that was, I was cheap, you know? <laughs> that was just a stupid decision not to put an air conditioning in the garage where I make videos. Like, oh, yeah. You know? That was stupid, but beyond that, not really. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, I'm curious as well, like, what led you to pivoting sort of into the real estate side of things? Uh, What led you to getting your license, like, immediately at 18? I know you had decided already that you didn't want to go to school, uh, but what made becoming a real estate agent the the most appealing or attractive path to you at that age? I really didn't have any other choice at that point. I knew I wanted to do something where I could work for myself and make a lot of money. Okay. And that was really – that just seemed like at the time the, the best, easiest option to go for. Because, hmm. uh, you know, because th- I couldn't really get a job without a college degree. And no one would hire someone who's 18 with no experience. But it seemed like if you get your real estate license to sell a house, all you needed is a high school diploma and to pass some online tests. So it was, like, very easy for me to do. So I figured that I was just going to pursue that. So, like, 10, 11 years later, do you think that's still a good option for, for a lot of young people? Who oh, wanna... absolutely. Okay. 100% absolutely. It's just, it, it, you got to be the right type of person who enjoys that type of work and really is okay with having an inconsistent paycheck. What are what are some of the characteristics that you think would make someone uh, well-suited to becoming a real estate agent at a young age? I'd say you have to be persistent and you have to be financially sound to the point where if you don't make money for three to six months that you're not going to be in a position where you can't pay the bills and have that stress like Mm. i was living with my dad at the time and uh my only bill was really like you know car insurance gas food i had a roof over my head that i can come back to every single night so i didn't have to worry about paying rent yeah um and that just took the pressure off it entirely Hmm. so yeah so yeah so so if someone doesn't have that or someone doesn't have the financial backing or the, the support or the savings to kind of hold them through the times they're not making any money, it's going to be difficult. For sure. And since we do have, have some younger listeners here, I want to hear a little bit more about your initial experience as an agent, maybe some of the struggles that you faced, some of the early experiences you had trying to sort of get your foot in the door. Um, does anything particular stand out as, as, as noteworthy there? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I took all the deals that no other agents wanted, and that was a lot of leases. Okay. Agents did not see the point in doing a lease because it's like the commission would be a few hundred dollars or like, you know, 500, 600 bucks, and you'd have to be running around a client for like weeks at a time, and so many agents didn't see the point, and they're like, why am I going to bother on a lease Um, when I could just focus on a sale and make significantly more money for the same amount of time? So no agents were doing leases. 
So I took those leases because no other people wanted them, and I figured that was a great way to get some experience. And I still think it's one of the best ways that you can get experience as an agent is taking leases. Mm, absolutely. I mean, when you have that like security of not needing to pay rent and you have the liberty to take those, and, and I'm assuming, man, those people who got leases from you early on would come back when they did eventually want to buy because they then knew you and had that relationship built. Exactly, and they did. 100%. Uh, I'm curious as well. There's one thing that you said yesterday uh, during during your talk uh, about work ethic. You you got a question about like how do you deal with like YouTube burnout, and your answer really like it, it intrigued me because what you basically said, and, and let me know if I'm if I'm paraphrasing incorrectly, but uh, you said something along the lines of um, if you experience burnout, uh, just just keep pushing through it, and eventually the burnout will go away. Is that pretty accurate? It has been so far. I mean, every time you push through the burnout and it goes away, goes away a little bit less each and every time. So I think it'll it, it'll eventually get to the point where it, it doesn't go away, and then that's the point you got a problem. But I think I, I do think it's something that you just have to push through if you feel it. Um, and I'm sure there's always a balance, but sometimes the way I see it is that I, I only have a small window of opportunity for, for myself to take advantage of the momentum. Hmm. And if I give that up or I'm stupid with it, it's going to go away. So I can't afford to feel burnt out or I can't afford to kind of slack off on things because of the repercussions that can have later on. Hmm. That's, it seems like a lot of, at least the way that I see your thought patterns, is, is very logic-based. And it's like, well, since I only have like X number of, of whatever to do this thing, like it's very much much based on the numbers, um, uh, and that's just that's just interesting because I, I feel like a lot of people aren't as like analytical or as like data driven, you know, as, as that. So um, where is that? Does that just come from? Do you think like your your interest in, in saving money, or, or where do you think that that stems from? I just think it's being realistic. I've seen mm-hmm. just the the lifespan of a lot of YouTubers out there, and just sure. a lot of people in general, and I've seen them come and go, and I realize that when people have their moment. They, I, I just, I get upset when I see people not taking advantage of that, or I see mm. people just in the spotlight and they just screw it up, and they think that that's their time that they can go and just like take it easy, and they feel like they made it, and it just, it just all goes to to crap afterwards. So I've really seen that the only way to sustain that is just to keep going and act like nothing is different and don't change anything and just keep going. Is that is that difficult like like internally? I mean, do you have like struggles or like like bad days where you're like, man, like I really don't want to be doing this right now. Like I am really sick of like making YouTube videos all the time, <laughs> all the time. I mean, the the reality is that there's only so much I can talk about with personal finance. Yeah. Three times a week for three years. I mean, I've I've said a lot of what's needed to be said, and the reality is that like I can't say much new that I haven't already talked about, but. Also, I realize that, that newer subscribers never watch the old videos. No. They're never going to go back two years and watch my video about buying versus renting. Um, so for those people, anything I put out now is, is new for them. And, and a large part of my audience is really within the last like, you know, within the last six months to a year. So I can remake basically all my videos, and only a small percentage of people are ever going to have watched both. Um, and, and that's something for me that I have to acknowledge that for a lot of people, they don't feel it's repetitive. For me, it is. It's it's like um, it's sometimes I feel like I, I put so much time to making a video perfect on a certain subject, and then it comes like I have to go and redo that again. And I'm not going to subpar it and want to make it better than the last time. And so to remake the same thing again in a slightly different way and make it better, it's just it's it's exhausting. It's like being asked to paint a sunset every single night. 
and you paint it, and the sunset's all nice, you spend all the time on it, the next day it's a little bit different, you paint it again. But at the end of the day, you do that for three years, you're still painting the exact same sunset. Every time it's a little bit different, but it's the same thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just got to push past it. If people, if people like this, the same sunset every day, I will, com- I will continue making the same sunset every day as long as I can. Hmm. That's real. I mean, but that does sound like it's got to be extremely, like, like mentally and emotionally taxing to, to, to put yourself through that. And, I mean, I know you wouldn't be doing it if you didn't enjoy it. But, yeah, I mean, painting that same sunset over and over and over has, has got has to gotta definitely get old after a little while. Yeah, I would say there's about one video a week, maybe one video every other week that I'm really, truly happy about. I'm really excited about. It's on a topic that came up that, like, I'm, I can't wait to, to share and talk about. Those are the things I find interesting. But a lot of them are just, like, it's a lot of it is just you, you got to post because the algorithm wants you to post. You got to put out content. You got to be consistent with it. People will forget very quickly, I think, if, if you disappear appear for too long people will forget about you um so it's it's just about staying in their staying in their thoughts putting out something that they will find helpful and continuing to do that Hmm. i mean that being said i'm curious about and you touched a little bit on this yesterday but like what is is sort of on your radar because i know you mentioned you have like this this certain window with youtube and you're trying to get the most out of it possible but do you have any idea like what what comes next like when you decide that you're no longer going to be the personal finance youtube graham stefan that you are now do you know like what ideas you're tossing around for, for when that comes? I don't know. I think I always want to be like ideally I want an everlong career. Like I look up to like a Jay Leno, hmm. you know, and you've seen his decade long, you know, or, or who is the other guy who does Family Feud? What's what's his name? Oh, St- Steve, not, yeah, Steve, Harvey? Steve Harvey, you know, or Regis Philbin, like like <laughs> those people or even like, you know, Ellen. Sure. You know, those people who have had very long, successful careers and – or even look at Dave Ramsey, you know? Like I look up to all of those people, so I always want to be involved in it in some way or another. But like part of me really just enjoys just being stress-free and kind of doing what I feel like and doing what I want. So in that way, I almost envy Joe Rogan hmm. because he's found – I, you know, I don't know what his work life is like, but it seems like his podcast is just going in for the day <laughs> and chilling, hanging out. So eventually I want to do something that's more sustainable – long term where I don't need to be worried about creating content as much as just getting it out there. Um, even having conversations like this is just is very simple. It's it's fun. And uh, you know, this is what I think is is going to be better in the long term. For sure. And is that sort of why you started that second YouTube channel that you've got going on? Yeah. The point there was knowing that eventually at some point I won't be able to make three videos a week on the main channel. Mm-hmm. And I wanted something else. I wanted to build build some separate audience from that that's used to something where I don't have to spend hours trying to come up with a plan and, and you know planning out a video and figuring out a topic that I can just watch a video on YouTube and, and react to it. And there's, <laughs> there's no pre-planning that goes on ahead of time. It's just I, I have two coffees. I watch the video. I'm myself. I edit it, slap it together, and people like it. Um, same thing with taking the phone calls. It's like people will call in with certain situations, and it's no planning. It's just yeah. you, you talk to them on the phone like you would anybody else, and people like listening to other people's problems, really. So you know, I I enjoy doing that, and I think that is sustainable for me to do long term. Like I could really put out a video a day for a very long time and not feel burnt out on that second channel. Really? Yeah. And I mean, Dave Ramsey's getting old, so uh, there might be a spot opening up. Dave Ramsey is doing two to three videos every single day. Now he's he's taking, <laughs> I don't know, he's probably taking a hundred phone calls a week, I'm guessing, uh, and he's probably yeah. posting twenty five of those on his channel, thirty. 
So, but, you know, he's been doing that for a long time. He's got a big team. And, uh, but, you know, for, for this, for me, it's fun. Nice. Man, that's, that's, that's really encouraging to hear. I've got a couple questions now that I'd like to ask all the guests. Are you feeling ready for those? Yep. Sweet. The first of which is, what is something that genuinely has you excited right now? This could be in your business life. This could be in your personal life. But, like, what's something that genuinely you're just excited for? Um, in, a, in the short term or long term? Either one, man. We could do both. I would say, it sounds lame. I'm just excited to get back and see my girlfriend tonight. That That's really what I'm excited for. That's real. That's real. As am I, dude. I got to wait a couple more days. but there you go. Yeah. It's good stuff to look forward to. Yeah. Do you have any habits that have served you particularly well, either in your business or your lifestyle? I mean, I know frugality is is a big one, but outside of that, um, anything that you do on a regular basis? Um, I would say I just I do what I what I enjoy. That that's that's I think a lot of things people don't do, and for me, I won't do something unless I want to do it, and I think that helps. And I think people can see the difference. If you want to be somewhere, if you want to do something, I think it shows through in what you do, and that makes a big difference. Absolutely. How do you how do you then balance that? I mean, like doing what you want to do versus doing what costs money. Or how do you think about that? I like doing things that don't, don't cost money. <laughs> that's that's, fair. that's the that's simple fair. answer. It's like if I I'd like doing things that don't cost money. That's fair. Do you have any like pro tips as far as like good fun things to do that don't cost money that you could share with our with our listeners? You can make YouTube videos. There we go. Yeah. I mean, you got your cell phone. You got. You got stuff to talk about. Exactly. Just pull it out. And... Yeah, or you could browse the internet, you know? Just yeah. get an internet. It's $70 a month for an internet connection. Because Starbucks <laughs> are free. That That's the best money ever spent. That's that's very that's very accurate. Build a business. That doesn't cost money. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, Graham, do you have anyone that you... I mean, you mentioned a couple people that you look up to, but but in particular, um, is there any like like central people that you, that you look up to or that you've been looking up to for an extended period of time? I would really say Joe Rogan and, and Dave Ramsey. Hmm. For for what reason? Um, Dave Ramsey, I love his format. I love his consistency, and I like his longevity and, and the message he stands behind. Not so much the credit cards, but everything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Joe Rogan, I just I think he's a funny guy. I I love his podcast. I like the way I like how inquisitive he is with the questions he asks and the people he he has on. Hmm. And uh, I like how he. I think he only has three employees. Really? Yeah. Uh, wow. So I've heard Joe Rogan make somewhere like thirty to fifty million dollars a year with three employees, That's and it's so simple. Wow. It's just someone for the camera, someone for editing, someone you know, some other person. Three employees, and that's it. There's no overhead for the Joe Rogan podcast. It's making a killing. Like I like that. I like not having a lot of obligation or overhead. That Joe Rogan, if if you know his income dries up overnight, he's not going to be screwed. He doesn't have you know a, a ton of money coming out every month. No, wow, that's that's um that's that's really interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look more into Joe Rogan. I I, I mean I'm aware of him obviously, but I really I'm not that aware of, of sort of the intricacies of what he's doing. But right, that's that's solid. All right, Graham, uh, where can our listeners go if they want to uh, follow up with you, learn more about what you're doing and what you're up to? YouTube, just Graham Stefan. You'll see me pop up in my second channel, the Graham Stefan Show, or Instagram, GP Stefan. And that's my Instagram. All right. And do you have any last uh, closing thoughts, words of wisdom, or anything you want to close the show out with here today? Like and subscribe. There we go. Like and subscribe, guys. There you have it. Graham, thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, y'all, that is a 
wrap. That's another episode of Young Smart Money in the Books. If you guys enjoyed this episode, I got two quick asks of you really quick. The first of which is if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes, that would mean the absolute world to me. We're closing in on 200 reviews right now. Um, I read each and every one of those. And if you uh, screenshot it, tag me in your Instagram story, I will be sure to repost that as well. The second thing that I want to ask you is if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, okay, learning how I was able to take young, smart money from the ground up, turn it into a top 100 business podcast in a few short months, I put together this free training that I'm, I'm giving away to people, basically teaching you the secrets to podcasting, the stuff that other people aren't really talking about. Like you can find videos online of like the best podcasting setup or like the best podcasting gear, but no one's really talking about how to land big guests, how to network with influencers, how to actually monetize your show. So I want to put together a free training uh, for that. If you guys are interested, the link will be in the show notes for this episode. Otherwise, you can go to applecrater.com slash podcast. That's applecrater.com slash podcast. And check out that absolutely free training that I put together for y'all to uh, get yourself educated in the world of podcasting. So that's something that I'm really passionate about. So I want to teach others. But guys, that's going to wrap it up for the show. Don't want to waste too much of your time. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day wherever it leads you. And I'm glad you chose to spend this last hour here on Young Smart Money.